This morning we have Tim and Charlotte Kearley with us. Tim was born in North Carolina. His parents still live near Hickory, North Carolina. You guys stand up, just let them see you there for a second. Charlotte was born in Texas. Her father is was a pastor, and now he works or did work for many years at the Alabama Baptist Convention. He was my wife's home pastor at First Baptist Church of Gadsden, Alabama, for about 13 years. Uh, very influential in her life. After meeting at Southwestern Seminary, Tim and Charlotte married in 1979 and moved to Africa in 1983 where they served in the International Mission Board for 33 years. Tim was a church planner, strategist for the International Mission Board, ultimately became the supervisor of 600 missionaries in sub-Saharan Africa. They retired, of course, in 2016. Uh, Tim now serves as community ministries minister at First Baptist Church of Montgomery, Alabama. First of all, Charlotte's going to come and say a few words. And then Tim is going to say a few words after that. Why don't you give them a warm Barnesville welcome? I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Datenda siabonga. Zikomo, Kelly Boha, Jira Jeff. All those words mean thank you in different languages. We're here to say thank you. We're here to say thank you for all the ways that you've loved and supported us through the years. Um, Many times you may give and not know who you're giving to or pray and not really know who you're praying for. But we know that God bless the missionaries is a prayer that many people pray and we're thankful. And so we're here today to report on the ways that God has used you. Um, All my life, I really wanted to be a missionary uh, from the time I was very small. And your support enabled me to fulfill God's call on my life. Your giving and prayers helped Tim, after he graduated in civil engineering from NC State, to be able to go to Africa and kind of try out missions as a missionary journeyman for two years. And then we met at Southwestern Seminary, and we realized that God was leading our lives together. We married in 1979, and in 1983, your giving, your love, your support enabled us to go as your International Mission Board missionaries. Uh, We took a seven-month-old baby boy with us, and we began to learn in Zimbabwe the Shona language and culture. Those years in Zimbabwe were fruitful years. Um, Tim started many churches, and your giving enabled us to have a place to live, um, a car to drive, and uh, helped us with our medical expenses as we had two daughters born to us. When God called us to Mozambique on the east side uh, of southern Africa, your support in prayer and giving made it possible for us to study a new language, Portuguese, and to live in Portugal for six months to be able to speak that language as we moved to Mozambique. And then as we homeschooled our three children and began to launch them back here to the United States to college, your giving, your prayers, your support helped us to do that. As Tim trained church leaders, showed the Jesus film, and traveled thousands of miles, we knew that you were praying for us and supporting us. Our last 14 years overseas were spent helping other missionaries to, we were trying to multiply ourselves. And as that 
International Mission Board family, we, uh, we moved from place to place helping them to uh, be more equipped to do the things that God had called them. We lived in Botswana and then in South Africa and finally in Senegal and West Africa. But your giving and prayers helped us travel, study language again and again, and meet, uh, meet with our missionaries to encourage and support and challenge them. And then three years ago, God surprised us by asking us to move again. As the International Mission Board moved to adjust and only spend what they were given and not take money out of cash reserves or contingency funds, uh, we were asked to consider early retirement. That was not in our plan. It was not what we expected to do. But our president asked us to give God a blank check, and so we did that. And God surprised us and said, I want you to go back to the States. Uh, For us, that was a hard decision. For me, all my life I'd wanted to be a missionary. It was all I wanted. But God made it very clear that it was a question of obedience. He had told us what to do, and I needed to obey. And so we came back. You prayed, you gave, and that enabled us to come back here, bring some of our belongings from Africa to remind us of that home that we had there. And still finding that God has a mission for us right here in America. There are internationals everywhere we look. But it's not just those people that need Jesus. There are people around us every day. As we walked by faith in Africa, so now we are walking by faith in Alabama. Thank you for loving us and praying for us and supporting us. Yes, I was a missionary journeyman in Zimbabwe back in the 70s. For two years, lived in a one room uh, with a little bathroom uh, place and found my own food and lived by myself. And God taught me two things while I was in Africa for those two years, straight out of college. I'm going to be in Africa the rest of my life. And if I'm going to be in Africa the rest of my life, I need a wife. And God brought me together with Charlotte. I was so thankful. I identify a bit with uh, the doctor, the physician in the video. By the way, I'll just tell you this, but don't go much farther with it. His name is Dr. Pepper. We have two Dr. Peppers in Africa working with the IMB, International Mission Board. And uh, what a testimony, coming out of NASA and doing what God wants him to do. I was in engineering, civil engineering, and and God uh, actually gave me experience in Texas for four years and consulting firm and ran a survey crew and all that but he taught me over and over that I was called to missions and to Africa and I was able to turn down four good job offers and head off and and be a part of missions and you know God can put us in the right place which is much more important than concrete and steel and all the things we can use to build things he can help us build bridges to people and this church can be a part of reaching every nation Our theme for Lottie Moon is every church, every nation. Let's do this together. Let's get it on together. And we can do that. And I want to talk about how you can do that this morning. We read Matthew 28, 18 to 20, which is the Great Commission. And it's so important to realize God's speaking to every, every church, but every member, every person in this church can be on mission, on following his Great Commission and his Great Commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Is so important as well. As we reach out and touch people like 
our hospital there in Kigoma, Tanzania. We want to touch people for Christ and reach out with the good news as well. And as we do that, this church can be a part of it, so much so. Uh, first of all, uh, let me just tell you this story. A friend of ours with IMB was standing on her roof, walking around on her roof, and that's we had a flat roof in, near the Sahara Desert. And she was listening to all the cacophony of the noises and, the, and everything coming from the calls to prayer from all the mosques in her African town. And she started praying, and, and God spoke to her and said, it's just silence. God was just saying, it's just silence to me. And she couldn't figure out why in the world he would say, there's, there's only silence. And then after she meditated and prayed for a while on like Psalm 67, it says, let all the peoples praise me, let all the peoples praise me, that God spoke to her and said, there's only silence in her town. Because God said to her, no one in this people, among these peoples, is worshiping or adoring me or praising me. There's only silence coming up to my ears from these people. Can you imagine that, being in a place where there's all this noise but no worship? We have that in our cities in America. We have it all over the world. But there are people groups hidden out there. Some are very open in their religions who do not have a chance to hear because worship is not coming from their people. And our job is to get to those people, to every nation. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. I love how Paul says this in Colossians 1, 28-29. He says, and we proclaim him, we proclaim Christ, we go and proclaim Christ, teaching every man and admonishing every man that we may com- present every man complete in Christ. And for this labor, for this purpose, I also labor, striving mightily according to his power, which mightily works within me. There's a lot of might in that, right? A lot of power in that. But back up and it says, the first part says, and we proclaim him, we preach him, we, we share Christ. That's what we do first. How do we do that? Romans 10 says, how can they preach unless they're sent? And I believe that's what the church is all about, is sending out people, going out to reaching people in this city, in this state, in this country, in this world. All nations, all of us going after that. So we want to send people. We want to be a part of sending, right? We want to be part of that. And as you give the Lightning Christmas offering, every penny of that, 100% goes to our missionaries on the field. We had a car and a house and education for our kids, health uh, insurance and all that because you gave for those many years. I like to say I was on the field for 35 years because I was there as a journeyman as well. And all the support we had for our physical needs and all on the field were coming from the Lightning Christmas offering. Isn't that amazing? And you're a part of it every year that you give to this offering. And you send out people. Uh, I, I, I want to say that you sent us, first of all, as a family to Zimbabwe. And I was a church planter. And God used many things to help us plant churches. One thing he used, or things he used, first of all, were just people around us that had been called and were working there. And I was working with this one pastor, and I had a baptism. After the baptism was over and about 12 people were baptized, a man came up to me. 
And I want to say, God used a termite and two goats to help start a church somewhere and used me in my car. Mr. Mujuru came to me and started talking to me after the baptism. And I found out, I got to thinking, Mujuru, what's that? I realized that's termite. So Mr. Termite came to me and asked me some questions. He said, I'm going, I want to go visit my uncle sometime. Can we go? And so we set up a time to go on a Saturday. So I went back and picked up Mr. Mujuru, and sure enough, he had baggage to take. And he had two goats. We tied them up and put them in the back of our truck. Are goats quiet? No, they're, they're screaming all the way down the 50 miles to get to the end of the paved road and then get on the dirt road. When you start bouncing on the dirt roads, they really scream. Yeah! They screaming. And then get to this end of the road, we go down a trail, and we realize the four-wheel drive will not go any further. We park the truck, this old store, drink us a Coke from the African fridge, which is a Coke sitting on the concrete floor. That's, that's the African fridge. Had us a nice Coke, and then he said, it's just over there where we're going. So we untie those goats, and, well, we keep them tied or leashed, but we untie their feet so they can walk. And the goats want to go this way, and we want to go this way. You had to drag goats. And for two miles, we drug these goats, even crossed through a river to get to this village where Mr. Termite, Mr. Mujuru's from. When we get there, his uncle wasn't there, and his family wasn't there, but next door was the chief. So we sat down, had a cup of tea with the chief, and started sharing who we were, and he said, oh, would you come and tell these stories to my people? We want to hear God's word. Long story short, God used those two goats and a termite to start a church there. A church started the next month, and is still going, and has started six other churches, and things are happening all the way across to the border of Mozambique because of those two goats. But I will say this, it's because you send us, we could be there. We'd have the, the way to get there, the diesel to get there, and to be a part of helping people like that, and then sharing the gospel, going and joining. Also, this church can be a part of, of joining in the work. Uh, just a few years ago, uh, we had our research team working in Guinea in West Africa, way out in the middle of nowhere on the border of Liberia, actually, and found a people group we didn't know was there in 2015, they found the Gebeka people. Can you say Gebeka? Gebeka. And by the way, I didn't say anything in, in a language when I started. Saudações in nome de Jesus, nosso Senhor, nosso Salvador. That's uh, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I was speaking in my rough Portuguese from Mozambique. But uh, we, we are part of reaching out to all kinds of people. Gebeka. Can you say Gebeka again? Gebeka. We didn't know they were there. 2015, our research team found them, put them on the database. 75,000 people we didn't know about. And we advertised that. People like you started praying in in Alabama, by the way. In Foster, Alabama, Pastor Keith connected with the IMB and said, we want to help reach the Gebeka people. Foster's is about uh, 10 miles from Tallahassee. I won't say anything about football or whatever, because your pastor's wearing the, the color of his tribe, which is not... Alabama or Georgia, but but, uh, we connected with Keith. I went to his church. He brought in five other churches. They set up a consortium. The month before, he'd gone to Guinea. You know how you get to Guinea? You catch a flight to Paris. You fly from Paris to Conakry. That's two days, overnight and all that. Finally get to Conakry and rest, and you get in a pickup truck, Toyota four-wheel drive, drive for two days to get out to the Gebeka people on the other side of Guinea. When he finally got there, he sat down with the chief. 
chief's Muslim, it's a Muslim tribe, solid, 100% Muslim, and started talking about what they wanted to come back with people to visit. And the chief said, please come. We need to hear God's word. And so he came all the way back to Foster's, Alabama, and brought this group together. And we were there training them to be our missionaries, working as the missionary to the Gebekah people. They, they've become the missionary group that reaches the Gebekah people and have gone ten times in the past two years to the Gebekah. just went last month. And they have one man who has come to Christ this past year, baptized, but there are many others that are so close and really strongly following Jesus, they haven't made it public yet. You know why they know about Jesus? Because there's a little bit of worship there. The gospel has come. The silence is being shattered. It's being broken. The darkness is being shattered as well. Because of your giving, we can go. I just want to encourage you to realize that this church is part of sending thousands of missionaries around the world. I love uh, thinking about Dr. Pepper going out and being a part of reaching through medical missions in all kinds of ways. And First Baptist Church that I'm part of in Montgomery, Alabama, is a part of that team. We even had a team member in that video, a doctor, a neurologist, who's using EEG uh, tests to find people that have, not epilepsy, uh, yeah, epilepsy, and seizures, and helping them who are completely cast out in the, in the society. And we can get into villages all up and down that Lake Tanganyika and take care of all kinds of things and help people. And he's connected online with his computer here and reads the EEG with the technicians he's trained there. And we're doing that in many countries, but especially there in Tanzania. And we can do that because we have people there long-term. And that's what I want to say to you. It takes long-term work to keep the work going, to establish churches, to train leaders, to disciple. Jesus says, go and make disciples, right? Baptizing them and teaching them all that I've commanded you. Teach them to obey all that I've commanded you. And that takes time and effort. It takes a lot of giving on your part to keep us there. So I say you're part of sending us, but you're giving to the Lion Christmas offering. Again, I'll emphasize that over and over. Supporting missionaries so they can stay long term and keep that going. Paul says it well. He says, and we want to admonish and teach everyone so that we can present everyone complete or perfect in Christ. The greatest thing is for them to grow up and become strong believers who can also lead others to Christ. And I love uh, reading about Mamadou, who was going after the Zarma village. He'd been traveling and, and working, and God led him to this Zarma village where he'd been re- recently working with this group. And he was standing before this group and reading the Bible, Muslim village. And an imam from a different village came walking through and saw him with the Bible and tried to take it out of his hands. And he said, you must stop immediately teaching this book. You can't do this. And he turned that Bible over to me. And uh, he called him an infidel, said that he has to stop right away. No more preaching. And uh, he said to the imam, I cannot stop preaching. I must keep preaching. So he kept talking. The imam became very angry, grabbed a knife, and grabbed uh, Mamadou's hand 
and slashed it across there with a deep cut. And everyone was watching in the village. And Mamadou didn't retaliate. He kept on talking. He loved the imam. He wrapped it up, stayed there. You know what happened? It backfired. The imam was kicked out of the village. They said, we don't want you back here. (laughs) And they said, Mamadou, you keep coming. And after several months, he led nine people to Christ for baptism. And now here he has more than 14 people following Christ and ready for baptism. No wonder the enemy is slashing out. Things are happening. People are changing. God is working in their lives. It's because we give so we can be there training people in Bible schools and discipleship so they can be faithful to share their, their faith. As we teach and train long term, God is using these nationals. And I was thinking back in 2008, talking with your church and other churches about the Songhai people. And they're just praying for them. And we had a special emphasis for prayer, special target daily prayer, and saw more people come to Christ in six weeks with the Songhai in 2008 than we had for years and years, like 15 years. And then some other emphasis came along. In 2014, our Songhai team asked us to have churches in America adopt a road for the Songhai people where they live in Niger. And so these different roads, we're praying for this road that goes down to Zarma and this road that goes down to Nehemiah and different places like that where the, where the Songhai people live. And then we got a prayer request later. It says, please pray today uh, for, <clears throat> as you, for these adopted roads, but especially pray for, listen to these names, Ibrahim and Al-Hassam. Aren't those great Baptist names? For these missionaries, as they go on their third missionary trip, Ibrahim and Al-Hassami, and uh, as they go out to the Wanzerbi Road and pray that the Lord will bless them as they're faithful and desire that every person in Niger come to Christ. Um, You know what's happened? They're now discipling people along that road. Not only did we have the 50 Songhai people following Christ, but in that road and others, four villages were receptive of the gospel. We now have over 300 people in the Songhai tribe following Jesus in a Muslim group. Isn't that amazing? God is work, working. I want to lead you, and that really clearly leads us into the third point that's so important for you, and that's prayer. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go. All authority. He says that. And then he, at the end he says, and I will be with you. I, don't worry, I'll be with you. His promise of power and authority and his presence. Bookends on this, this commandment, this commission. It's there. You know how we connect with that? It's through prayer. How we get connected and make sure we have the power? is through prayer. You know, it's it's that surrender. It's actually dying to ourselves so that Christ can work through us. And when when we pray, God works. I love what uh, Hudson Taylor said. When we work, man works. When we pray, God works. I love that. Is God working today? So many times it's just me, (laughs) just man. (laughs) We have to be careful, but surrender to him. 
I'll never forget Abdul had been faithful in, in uh, going to church, uh, even though he wasn't a believer. He was enjoying going to a Christian church in his village area, in his town, actually. And one day his father demanded him to stop going to church. Abdul told his father that he would try to not go to church. <laughs> and then when he recalls, when Sunday came, my feet would not listen and took me directly there. <laughs> now God works even through prayer for feet <laughs> and minds and hearts and lives and families and villages and roads from Timbuktu to Cape Town, from Madagascar all across to Senegal, God's working. Uh, there was a Ebola crisis a couple years ago. Anybody remember that? Liberia, Guinea, hundreds of people dying every day, daily people dying. And the leaders of the Baptists in Liberia got together and said, this is the time for harvest. The fields are wide into harvest. Let's get, gather our churches together and pray. And sure enough, there was, a, there was a curfew where people couldn't leave their part of the town anyway. So they started gathering in churches and meeting all day for prayer, for Bible study, for preaching, all day long. And the church buildings were packed and people sitting in the windows and listening from the outside because they had nothing else to do. Hundreds came to Christ during those revivals. Just up the road in Guinea, in Kankan, we had fr- friends working with students and they had a strategy. When, as they taught English, they also wanted to share the gospel and share the good news. And one of the things they did was to bake a birthday cake for each student when it was their birthday and then pray for them and ask them how they could pray for their family. This one day, this young man who was not a Christian, not a believer, asked if he could pray over his own cake. So they bowed their heads and he prayed, Dear Jesus... I ask you to be my savior. And thank you for my birthday cake. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that great? God works through prayer. <laughs> as we're praying for them, God's working. As they sent email and on Facebook, we could keep praying for these guys coming to Christ. Prayer works, folks. Prayer works. Uh, you know, our time's about up. I, I realize that we need to focus in prayer in many of my stories about our brothers in, that are Islamic. <laughs> One of the things you can pray for is their dreams. I was just uh, overwhelmed hearing the story this past week of, of uh, something that happened to two men who were walking down some dusty old roads and been praying because God had put it on their hearts to go and witness from village to village. And they were young believers, but they were sharing Christ when no one was listening. No one would even let them talk. And then they got on this one road, and, they're, they're, and they looked down the road, and this man was standing there like he was looking for them. And as they got closer, he kept saying, come my way, come my way. He's standing in his uh, Muslim garb, and, and they, he said, come this way. And they went, and he said, let's go have dinner together <laughs> in my village. And they sat down, had dinner, and while they were sitting there, he said, last night I had a dream. I dreamed of a man dressed in white standing before me and said, some people will come to you tomorrow, prepare a meal, and you will sit down with him and talk. So I did, and you came, and I invited you in. 
And then they, while they were sitting there, they realized his son name was is named Esau. And they said, your son is named Esau. That's Jesus. And uh, why did you name him that? And he said, well, before he was born, I had a dream. And I dreamed that of a white man, in, I mean, a, a man in white robes, excuse me, a man clothed in white robes was standing before me, probably a black man. And uh, he said, you do not understand this, but you must name your son Esau when he is born. And someday, someone will come to your village and explain why. And that's why you're here today. <laughs> and these men explained the name of Jesus to this man and the true story of Jesus being Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, Forgiver. And guess what? They led the dad of Jesus to Christ and Jesus to Jesus to Christ that day. You know, God works through prayer. He works through your prayers. First Baptist Barnesville. He can work through you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the opportunity we have to join you in what you're doing overseas and next door, wherever you put us and wherever you send us. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the opportunity we have all the time just to trust you to work and to use us. As our heads are bowed right now, I just ask that you would make a commitment. Is there someone here today who would just say, yes, I want to pray for missions. I'll commit myself to pray daily for missions. Would you raise your hand without looking? Thank you. Yes. Let's do this together. Let's reach the nations together. There are others here today that uh, may have never given to the Lightning Christmas offering and given to this church and need to do that so that missions can go around the world. The good news of Christ can reach Abdul and Mohammed and Mamadou. Raise your hand today if you're willing to say, I'll give to the Lightning Christmas offering. Whatever that is. Yes, yes. Thank you for that commitment. And there's others here today who just need to say, I'm going to be a part of sending, part of this church. Maybe God's putting your heart to, to go. There are young people here today that need to make that commitment to go. Anyone here want to raise their hand and say, I'm willing to go wherever? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Others, I'm willing to go and be a part of the team anywhere you send me. Thank you. Lord, thank you for these who made decisions today and others that need to. Thank you for this church and how you're using them to reach the world for Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.